1: Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and we've got a special guest. It's Matt McChesney, and uh, you know, obviously, we're, we're we're running through everything that happened during Saturday's game. Colorado lost thirty to zero. Um, it actually kind of looked worse than that, which is tough to believe. Um, just Matt, wherever you want to take this, what's what's on your mind?
0: Uh, first of all, you know. All the buffs out there. I know you're hurting. Uh, I know that was bad, but they need you more now than they ever have. Mm-hmm. So, everybody, keep that in mind. Um, you know I, I went there with my family. Took my mother, and my sons. And it, you know, it, it was a this is an expensive day, and I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. But when I, you know, spend money, it really pisses me off, and I felt like you know. There's certain things you invest in, and I always think that CU is an investment. Something You can always get something back on it. Mm-hmm. Brother, I've never in my entire life, as an alum, as a player, I've never had this feeling of, we have no chance. And mm-hmm. now, that's how I feel.
1: How, how long I've, did uh, you stay in the game? Did you watch the whole I thing? Stayed,
0: I stayed until the beginning of the fourth and then i couldn't stomach it anymore and mainly because of the people around me and how pissed off they were and i Mm -hmm. get it no one's saying you can't be pissed but i don't know if i've ever seen a team and this is really what's bothering me is you know that about 10 11 years ago they went to fresno state with absolutely no talent and got just annihilated Mm -hmm. You know, they lost to the last time they were shut out at home, which I can't believe they got shut out, but whatever. 2012 against Stanford with Chris McCaffrey and all those freaks. Mm -hmm. And CU had just gotten into the Pac-12, and we were trying to build, and it was just a really, really bad football team. This team in Boulder is not bad. They have got talent everywhere. There's NFL players on the field. There's NFL coaches in the box. And the way – look, it was bad on both sides, but the the – absolute disgusting display that the offense put out in the last six quarters and it's mainly the Minnesota game but the last six quarters it's I don't see how it can't discourage the defense because they it's like they're worn out already and we're three games in we haven't even started the Pac-12 title or the Pac-12 uh, season yet and it seems to me that the damn defense is just completely worn out bro bro i i'm dumb Founded on this. The worst offense in the country. 68 goddamn yards of offense. So, I don't... I'm not going to sit here and act like I know how to fix this. I don't have a goddamn clue. I've never seen a group of players look more uninterested to play in a football game than I did on Saturday.
1: It was tough to watch. I mean, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. And... You know the defense was was definitely disappointing compared to what we'd seen coming into that point, but they held pretty strong through those the first half. You know, thirteen points in the they first. They played half, their
0: off, of with the exception of a couple of plays in the first yep. half. Henry. but
1: and more than anything, it was just issues tackling. Like like we can knock yeah. out the defensive problems pretty quickly because you know when you're playing Minnesota and they're gonna run the ball forty times and if you're going to give them the extra 1 2 sometimes 5 yards after you make contact that's just not a formula to beat them and to to see mistakes tackling isn't something that you really expect from this defense given what we know about them given what we've seen about or seen from them and so that is is kind of the discouraging point there and there's a couple other little things you know mark perry kind of got picked on in coverage there's stuff like that but for the most part you know the, the defense played Pretty... They played good enough to win exactly exactly just not they, good enough to they, win with that if, offense
0: if you but look i don't i can't even attest to this because in the worst game that i ever played which is similar to this and in no way is it in texas in 04 we we hosted texas and bitch young and cedric benson and in in those mm-hmm. freaks and we didn't play well in offense they had about 220 yards and we didn't do well in third down and we scored on defense. We lost thirty-one to seven, and I thought the defense played their asses off. It was the best statistical game that I ever had, but it was just a struggle for the offense. But they weren't in a position where we were. We looked like we should just take a knee three times and punt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, look, what's really bothering me about this entire situation is the how far off the coaching staff was about Lewis and Neuer. Because if this is really what we're getting from Lewis, and I look, everybody's got to stop with this. Like, he's a freshman and they're college kids and be easy on him shit. This is a fucking business. NIL pays the kids. This is a results-based business nonetheless. So all this bullshit about, like, be easy on him, it's just an extension from high school, that's the entire fucking problem with the state of Colorado and the university, in my opinion, and the fucking fan base. So... Mm -hmm. It, 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 look, man, when you're this far off on an evaluation, when you have a second-team all pack 12 quarterback who you let just walk to Oregon State, how can you be that far off on this eval?
1: Yeah. I, 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 so, what I would point to is probably JT Shrout. And, you know, the fact that it's a quarterback, quarterback was, competition throughout is not... Starter.
0: What? He wasn't brought in to start here.
1: I mean, it's something look, happened.
0: Easy for everybody to say right now, Henry. It's really easy for everybody on 104.3, and Chad Brown said it this morning mm-hmm. and everyone else, he was, Lewis was thrusted into the starting role. That is bullshit. That kid was, since the Texas game last year, everybody's like, okay, there's the future starter. Scrub was supposed to come in and push him and be the backup. So, yeah. uh, look, as a media, we can be wrong about this. As a coaching staff, you can't be this wrong. Th- this isn't like... This isn't an offensive struggle, bro. We are dead fucking last in the country. In how many offensive categories? I
1: don't know, but I guess at least a oh, few. Well,
0: yeah. So it, it's it, it when you're that bad, it's a combination of everything. But look, man, I like Lewis as a kid. Nice guy, I guess. For sure, not he can't play quarterback at the University of Colorado. It, the, the, They have to go a different direction. And look, dude, if I take a bunch of heat from this, from the coaches and all that other bullshit, then we have got monumental fucking problems because you can't erase what I just saw. 30 to nothing, absolute (laughs) trashing by a team that you should absolutely compete with and beat at home is not acceptable.
1: Yep. And, you know, I I asked Carl. Uh, after the game, like did, did you consider putting Drew, Drew Carter in that game earlier? And he said that really that they, they talked about it at halftime, they considered it. I think it's a mistake not to put him in earlier. I think you, you start the game with those three, three and outs, and beyond just being three and outs, I mean, there's open receivers that Brendan isn't hitting. There's one where Brendan is in the pocket, Brady Lewis is at the, or, or Brady Russell's at the stick and <laughs> Brendan pup fakes, holds it, runs out, Brady gets open again. Brendan doesn't throw it to him there and winds up throwing the ball away. And when there's open receivers and and the quarterback's not throwing them the ball, I mean, you just got to make a change.
0: At least 10 circumstances in the first half alone that I can remember. And there's more where literally I'm sitting there screaming, throw the ball, everybody around me saying, Mm -hmm. saying it. And the receivers are standing there hands up, like pointed at the quarterback on the field. Yep. So look at some point, all the feelings and all the, like, all the, like, oh my God, how can they criticize us? Shit like that up in Boulder. It's got, it's played out, bro. Like it's been, it, it's been so long since, since they've been at a point where they can even have the audacity to say something like that. So look, I understand that it's easy to criticize when you see something that bad mm-hmm. and we're probably not as bad as Minnesota, but we're probably not as good as Texas A&M. We're probably in the middle somewhere, but I'm telling you, bro, I think it all goes for, and I know this is a minimal problem, but minimal problems become big problems when they're not evaluated correctly. Why in the Sam hell are we wearing white when Minnesota comes out, dawned in all white, the entire fucking stadium looks like it's Minnesota brown. And everyone's like, oh, it's 95 degrees. Why the fuck would see you wear black? They're telling everyone to wear white. I had to go to Target and buy my kids white shirts and shit. And then we come out in black and gold. This is what, these are the little things I'm talking about that make us look not only stupid, but unprepared. And there's nothing worse than being unprepared. Yep. And what happened there? How can you take last week and all the positives that came out of it and turn around and put that on the field? That is, it's such a lack of maturity from the coaching staff down bro. Henry, where do we go?
1: I mean, that's a question for Carl Durrell. And luckily I get to hear from him in two hours and 15 minutes. And we'll find out exactly of real quick on the white thing. That was that Colorado barstool account that said everybody wear white. And the athletic department said, why are you doing this? Uh, they fucking pushed it. The the athletics. the athletics department definitely was not pushing it. They, I, I've you heard from them They're, that they were not happy.
0: It's fucking worse that they didn't tell everybody not to do it then.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the fact that it was all white, it, yeah, it's a, just a bad was, look.
0: Bad's a fucking terrible look. It's it terrible. Ter- I understand people like, yeah, that's inconsequential. And I'm like, okay. So how many of the little things that need to pile up before it, it turns into a big thing, in your opinion?
1: Yep. Uh, I think, you know, in terms of what needs to change here. God damn uh, I'm Just going back to Drew Carter, I do have one more thing to say. Drew Carter should have come in in at quarterback at the end of the first quarter, and I absolutely expect him to look much worse than Brendan Lewis. That is just based on everything we've heard, based on what we saw from those last couple of drives. He would not have played even as well as Brendan Lewis did. You still have to make the change, though, just to give him a chance, just to just to show that you're not okay with what's happening out there. Like you just can't be stagnant at this point though. What, what I think is going to happen. Well, I think the right move is you throw Brendan out there again and you, uh, you build a package for, for Drew Carter. And if things don't go well through the first two possessions, three possessions, that's when you put Drew Carter in because the truth is when he got in there, those balls were not on target. And the, the problem is they just don't have a quarterback. Like, I don't know. You're, you don't like it. What, what are you thinking?
0: I don't like where we're at. I, I think that mm-hmm. th- there's losing a transfer backup quarterback shouldn't put you in this position. Like this sure. isn't, this isn't the a rebuild. This is, you know, it, it, coach, coach Mack and coach Tucker did a good job recruiting. There's dudes on that team.
1: Yep.
0: Coach Terrell did a pretty good job bringing guys in initially. Like, I, the The third string kid, the Worthington kid from Durango, he's one of my guys from six zero. He's yep. a hell of a player, but he's a he's a January enroll walk on. He's not ready to just get thrown to the fucking wolves, but apparently neither is Lewis and neither is the other kid. So, it, it, there, look, is it time to go tell Matt Lynch to put back on fifteen and play quarterback and just? I mean that that that's the only other option I can come up with here, bro. You can't go find some dude on the street. Mm-hmm. I mean so. Look, I I agree that it was bad in every aspect. The offensive line was terrible. The play calling I thought was atrocious, but I don't like the scheme. Like, I don't know how many people pay attention to this kind of shit, but it's all I do. I was intentionally getting up from my seat and going to watch the replay so I could get a back, like, all 22 view of the offensive line. And in situations where you should be, like, double teaming and going vertical, regardless of the – if it's outside zone scheme, we can still get vertical and, and annihilate the two interior defensive linemen or the front side seven, nine technique, five technique, whatever it is. The fact that we were just sprinting off the ball and like slapping down hands instead of instead of stepping into the double teams and getting vertical to the second level linebacker, when the linebacker's not even plussed over, like we're running to a spot and stopping, and they're undercutting the players because of the, the inconsistency in either how it's being taught or the scheme in itself, we have the personnel to line up and physically assault people going forward. I don't think we have, we don't have any way though to like to cover up the fact that we're not a finesse team. If we don't line up in 22 personnel with a fullback and two tight ends and start running the fucking ball down people's throats, we may never score again henry and i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to be negative here but that that performance on saturday ruined me like i don't even know how i'm supposed to evaluate it from a non-biased standpoint without the fire and like i've had at least 15 of my boys that i played with and like well how are you going to talk about this without pissing everybody off and in the back of my mind i'm like the fact that I have to fucking even consider making someone angry that just mm-hmm. shit on themselves the way they did on Saturday mm-hmm. in front of a home crowd that was it was the first time I've been back in Folsom since COVID, in front of everybody just dying, just like, hey man, what we saw you against UNC was cool, but we saw you go toe to toe with the number five team in the country. And we are so excited for this season now. And the the really the main issue for me is where is the leadership? Where is the fire? Why aren't there some fistfights on the sideline? Why? It, it seemed like, and I'm a godless, heathen, atheist fuck, but it seemed like to me we were just at a church service or something. And I'm not trying to be overly negative here, but I really, 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 really care about this fucking program. And that, that not only me, but everybody I've talked to, every fucking guy, and there's a lot of them. I asked them, have you ever, do you ever remember being in a situation where you felt like we had no chance to win? And every one of them was like, absolutely not. And that's bro. But at the beginning of the third quarter, when they came out and it was one, two, three punt, I was like, we have absolutely no chance to win this game. So I'm, 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 I've gotten to a point here where I don't, I don't know the answer to these questions and I'm not paid to know them. But a couple of things, and I want to get your response on this. Okay. And again, trying to piss anybody off, or God forbid, somebody's feelings get fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. Lewis can't play quarterback for us anymore until he figures this shit out. We've got to put somebody else in. I don't really care who it is at this point. Just rotate, rotate them through. Put the, the other triple kid in.
1: option or something.
0: Do something. Change something. Two. They've got to just commit to being physical in the run game and going vertical instead of trying to be cute and look for cutback lanes mm-hmm. based on the fact that that's eight and sometimes nine man boxes because they know we can't throw the football. Three. I don't see how Coach Shift can keep his offensive coordinating the title. I'm not calling for the man to lose his job. I'm saying sometimes when things happen the way they're happening and then you got a good Arizona team, a state team on deck and USC at home. After that, you've got to, you've got to do things that you got to do
1: something.
0: Yeah. Do stuff, and some of these feelings might get hurt, <laughs> but it, it, Carl Durrell needs to take over the offensive play calling and they need to really, really, really evaluate how they're being taught. The simple fundamentals of double teaming and climbing On the offensive front, if they're not going to utilize their backs and their multiple tight ends, why do we have them? The receivers are the receivers are as good as you as they are. Only if you can get them the ball in play action. You can't run play action if we can't run the football. Mm -hmm. And look, bro, I I know what kind of player Casey Roddick is. I know what Jake Wiley is. I know what Frank Philippe is. I know Cush can play. I don't even know who fifty three is. I don't know why he was in the game over Colby. I don't what Colby got that played okay against a first round draft pick, big dick SEC defensive tackle who could play. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he, was, but like, why is Frank Philippe not in the game? What is Jake Ray? How many times have you and I personally talked about the fact that he looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane? He got beat like a Cherokee motherfucking drum, bro.
1: Early in the game, too. I mean, Bad. I mean, giving up sacks, and and that's why he he came out of the game. That's why all those gay guys came out of the game because everybody was screwing things up. I mean, I mean, those first right couple of possessions, uh, Jake <laughs> Wiley was getting beat, Max Ray more the than anybody. Left.
0: Yeah. They, they so Wiley. Left. And who did they put at right tackle?
1: I think that's when Philip came in. Um And and he was getting beat, too, in his first game back. Casey Roddick had a couple plays that just looked bad, just looked (laughs) bad. And Again, like uh, you, you brought up some things that that you're smarter, obviously, about the offensive line than I am. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. But but maybe it is just a scheme thing where they need to be more downhill and not so side to side. But every player on that offensive line was just getting beat repeatedly. And and that's why they went 10 deep. They had to throw 10 guys in there. They were just rotating, trying to find somebody who could block somebody. Well, how Meanwhile, oh, it's just how bad. How can you
0: not be excited right. to play this game? Did, did Look, you were on the field, right?
1: For parts. For parts.
0: Yeah, for the, at least the beginning of the game, right?
1: Uh, I was in the field for the end of the game and right before for, the game. For
0: pregame, though. Like well, you pre-game. were down yeah, there yeah. for pregame? Yeah. Yeah. Did they, did they look as nonchalant and I don't give a shit about this as it seemed?
1: I No, no. I mean, you go out there and it's they're warming up. They're doing their thing. I have no idea.
0: But they just not got intimidated by up. Minnesota. Are they? I don't think so. How can you be? You just went toe to toe with the fucking Texas a Yep. So, you know, I, I talked about this with the Broncos this week. Like I wanted to see maturity and they played OK. That's something what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The, but there was a, a total lack of maturity by CU they they act like they were playing UNC and they beat AM. Mm-hmm. that's how it looked to me and and I don't understand how they're how they're relaying the importance message you know what I'm saying like what is it going to take to get the players to understand that they are they have to take control of their own football team or we're going to be two and a, we're going to be two and ten
1: London, one in one in 11 we may
0: not win another game if that's not if you play effort. like that that's the kind of effort you put out on the field in a nationally televised game against a, a big 10 team that's pretty good and physical and like they did not know that it seems to me like they didn't prepare at all that's the only thing i can come up with like they were just like yeah i guess we'll just run what we run and Everybody will get some orange slices at halftime, and it'll be really awesome. And we're going to play everybody today, so we're going to make sure everybody gets a participation fucking game ball. And then, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. It'll be fun, though. It's a nice 11 o'clock kickoff. Everybody will get a mimosa, and we'll have some breakfast. It'll be awesome. You'll be home by 3 o'clock, so you can actually go do what you want. And, again, I'm sorry I'm so fucking hurt, but I'm I'm like – emotionally affected by this, and it doesn't happen to me often when it comes to see you. I can usually look at it regardless of outcome and be like, okay, these are the reasons things happen. But the last time I felt this discouraged, we went to Fresno State and got absolutely shit stomped like 11 years ago. So, man, I just – I really pray to God that they can muster up enough to at least support a defense – that I, I think is pretty good when they when they have an opportunity to play defense and not just play catch up.
1: Yep, we'll dig in. We'll uh, we'll we'll like, like you said, like it's it's just tough to even say what went wrong because so many things went wrong. Everything. Um, we'll talk about that. You know, is the quarterback making Cheverini look bad? Is Cheverini making the offensive line? But but, but it all just works together. We'll we'll dig into that just a little bit more and see if we can. Figure something out, but first, Breckenridge Brewery, a great partner of ours. We had a bunch of Breckenridge beers before the game. I think uh, I think some people wish that they had had some more before that game, uh, so that they didn't have to remember all of it. Um, it was a great tailgate. Uh, you guys should come hang out North End of Fair and Field. All these buffs games, if you're uh, still showing up to those, and uh, you won't be disappointed at least in uh, the the food in our drinks because they are Breckenridge beers. We uh, we went to the bar yesterday, the DMVR bar, had some more during all those football games. Breckenridge is just the best. So many great beers, and you can check them all out on their website. Use the beer locator. It'll tell you exactly where you can pick up any beer you want to try. Also, want to remind you guys that if you have not joined DraftKings Sportsbook yet, now is the time. Because if you bet $1 on any football game this week, you'll get $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Um, this football season, all customers can swing big with DraftKings same game parlays. You can combine multiple bets from the same game. And then obviously it works like a parlay. If you if you hit all those things, you make even more money. So you can take, you know, last, last night I had Lamar Jackson to score a touchdown with his rushing yards with a couple of other things in that game. And I wound up missing it, but I barely missed it. So I still feel good even if I lost my money. So... Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR and receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code DMVR to get $150 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right uh we can jump back in now um so like I, like I said you know Darren Cheverini. obviously the play calling wasn't wasn't good it can't be good when you wind up with whatever was 68 total yards negative 19 rushing yards all that stuff at the same time Eight those- yards? <laughs> I know I know uh, at the same time when you uh, <coughs> watch those first couple drives and Brendan Lewis, is passing up open receivers that to Cheverini's credit he did get open that makes Cheverini look bad. Meanwhile, the offensive line is getting torched, which is why Brendan is just a little bit jumpy. And and you know who who does this all come down to for you? I, I want to hear offensive line, quarterback Cheverini. In what order do you place the blame?
0: Shiv, he's the offensive coordinator. The buck stops with the coach. Yeah, um, that makes sense. After that, Coach Rod because he's Mm -hmm. the offensive line coach Mm -hmm. um and then after that it's it's just the list of players i mean yeah the entire offensive line i thought was atrocious not only were they getting beat physically but again i don't see the doesn't seem like they really are excited to go out there and play on national tv against a pretty good fucking team that would be a big game in my opinion um The lack of creativity, though, is on the offensive coordinator, and I'm hoping that there's not just a bunch of yes-men in the offensive room that are all just trying to keep their jobs, but it seems to me like no one's going to challenge shit. Like, no one is sitting there. We talked about this last week. There's no constructive arguments where, like, in the real world, you know, you, you say a curse word or say something wrong to somebody, and you know, you're probably going to have to go to HR and get fired. And like, that's just, people are fucking soft. Mm-hmm. But in, in football world, if we're not having constructive criticism conversations. And like people aren't yelling or raising their voice. And like, they just are really not like everybody just be okay. It's all good. We'll figure we have time to figure it out. There's good people here. That's not the way this works though. We don't have time. And no one gives a shit if you're a good person or not. Can you fucking play or coach? And I know Coach Schiff can coach. I know he can. I know he can recruit. I've seen him do it. I know Coach Rod is can, can get the job done. If But I don't understand how they can be in this position where it doesn't seem like they can game plan. It doesn't seem like they practiced. It doesn't seem like they can make any adjustments on the field whatsoever. They don't know who they want to play, where they want to play them, They can't figure out a way to get the ball to rice. They can't figure out a way to exploit all their tight end matchups. I haven't seen Pell run seam route yet. And that's some bitch can play. Mm -hmm. I don't see any variety in their screen game. I don't see any wide receiver screens. I don't see middle screens. I don't see tight end screens consistently. I don't see a row. I don't see a different kind of run scheme where they're running power and counter and trap and inside zone, outside zone. I don't see any outside influence trip bunch like pitches on Gator, which is like, When you have that trip bunch here and they down block and pull the tackling guard and get in space to the field, I don't ever see any of that shit. I don't see any Z reverses. I don't see any X reverses. I don't see, like, the other night I watched, uh, or in, in the Kansas City game, I watched them run Z reverse. The tight end stayed in and blocked. They faked the screen to the reverse. The tight end turned around. He threw it to Kelsey, and Kelsey took the fuck off. Now, look, I'm not saying they got Travis Kelsey. That doesn't matter who the tight end is there. They did it with Blake Bell on the other side and got another 30 yards like 10 plays later. It's about scheme and creativity and actually trying shit and installing stuff that plays into your personnel instead of this is the scheme and I need to find guys that can do it. Uh Uh-uh. The coach has got to be able to change shit and there's no change. It's like they're just doing the same repetitive shit over and over again and, and it's It'd be fine if it was working. I will run power until the cows come home, bro, if we're getting six yards a pop and be boring as shit and win 21 nothing, mm-hmm. just like Minnesota just did. Minnesota lined up and ran the ball, what, 35, 40 times for close to 300 yards on us? Yep. And what they throw it for, 150, 100, 125, something like that? Not even, they didn't throw it that well.
1: I thought it was like 277 rushing and like barely in the 400s total so So like
0: 130 yards passing yeah and it was all play action and screens and like third down conversions Mm -hmm. on third and three four five because they were kicking our ass up front but again it's the creativity i saw from minnesota's run game is what i'm looking for from cu they have the personnel to do this henry Mm -hmm. they're trying they have huge physical offensive linemen they're trying to run fucking zone read stretch plays with them. They have good tight end play. They don't line them up together ever. When's the last time you saw 13 personnel? When's the last time you saw the quarter the Brady Russell scissor back on trap, counter, power, all the the the, the zone plays and then turn around and run bootleg off of that. When's the last time you saw Brandon Lewis sprint out There's a sprint out is with the offensive line bootlegs away from the offensive line. I haven't seen him run a sprint out yet. Have they even ran a screen to a running back yet? No, they they did once. They did once.
1: And Lewis put it behind him and it was like a loss of six. It was that first drive.
0: Okay. So one. (laughs) Yep. one. Again, like just because something negative happens on the goddamn first Mm. drive doesn't mean we should stop doing it for the rest of the game. Who oh, yep. gives this shit? Do it again.
1: Yep, and then th- there, was a, there was another one, not exactly a screen, screen, but they have a couple receivers lined up to the right. It's Lewis and <laughs> Shotgun with Broussard to his right. Broussard goes in motion be- before the snap, goes out there. It's off coverage, and instead of throwing the ball to Broussard and letting him work behind those receivers, Lewis turns up field, to g- gets them into a second and nine, second and eight, and meanwhile Broussard's over on the sideline with his palms up looking at the coaches like, what are we doing? And, you know, here's my thing on Chavarini. Here's my thing on Chevrini. Um, He has a really hard job. I think it's really hard to, to put up points with this quarterback and with this offensive line right now. At the same time, there's a lot of hard jobs in football, and if you don't get your job done, what happens?
0: He has a hard job. With Brendan Lewis at quarterback I right now? totally disagree with you. Really? Really? I think he has an unbelievable support system. He's got the unbelievable facilities. Mm-hmm. He's got multiple skill players that can roll and get down. Mm-hmm. I, 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 regardless of the struggles of the offensive line, I really hate the scheme that they're running, not the players. I hate it. I hate it. At the same I time, though, to, I want them to mash motherfuckers and move them vertically, and I don't see them doing it ever. But last sure. year didn't we saw them do it last year though? Against Stanford, what did they do? Did they run cute outside zone shit, or did they just line up and bloody Stanford's lip?
1: They bloodied Stanford's lip,
0: exactly, bro. So I, I don't think that he has a hard job. Mm-hmm. I think the quarterback coach has a pretty difficult job trying to develop a bunch of freshmen. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it, as the offensive coordinator, I think that the look. It's like when a kid. I had this consult with this big son of a bitch that started uh this morning at 5 a.m and he's like he's 14 and he's 6'6, 240 pounds and he, the first thing his dad said to me was he doesn't really know what he's doing and I was like good and he's like what do you mean you're the first coach I've had to say that and I'm like oh I don't have to unteach all this bullshit he's been taught by some high school coach who doesn't know what he's doing mm-hmm. again not saying all high school coaches don't know what they do- they're doing relax I'm just saying, like I don't have to unteach bad habits. I get to teach my way as the foundation. So if that's the first thing he's learning, I know he's going to take the fuck off. If I'm Coach Ship, I'm looking at it like, look, the fact that these freshmen are so are so uh, green. Let's this is an opportunity to like get creative as shit mm-hmm. with our offensive system and the other pieces. And instead of trying to fit him into a. a, a an offense that requires a Mahomes or Kyler Murray or like these guys that he that he offensive coordinated with Cliff Cliff Kingsbury around wouldn't you look at that as an opportunity to change it and like an opportunity to prove to people that you're not just a one-trick pony for sure and 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 maybe look no one's saying his job is is difficult maybe I'm wrong I, I, I would relish that opportunity right now, mm-hmm. bro. As a coach, mm-hmm. I would be like, if I was Coach Rod, if I was Coach Shiv, I'd be like, look, we just got our asses handed to us, but I think we're pretty good if we can get our shit together. And let's change some shit up, man. Let's go out and run stuff at Arizona State that they've never seen on tape before. If we can't install that in five days, we should be fired.
1: And, and why, haven't, why haven't we seen two of these running backs on the field at the same time? I I don't like, there's just so many, I don't know. There's just so many things that you can do out of that alone. Like I I do agree. I do agree. But at the same time, if you're Chevrini and you're watching those first two drives and saying there were two open receivers standing right in front of Brendan Lewis and Brendan isn't throwing the ball. Yeah. I guess at this point, maybe you should just see that coming and you shouldn't be asking Brendan to do that, but that's gotta be frustrating just to play devil's
0: advocate. Well, why can't he, why, then again, it's on the he has free reign to pull the guy out of the game, right? True. So yeah. uh, again, it's th- this all comes down to confidence, yeah. in my opinion, not just the like Brandon Lewis and the lack of confidence to just see to throw the ball. You're not being asked to do anything I, crazy. They were right, to throw the, guy the ball. You would think coach and the confidence to make a decision that's not going to be questioned. Mm-hmm. It's that Coach Shiv doesn't get no one's breathing down his neck to well, they are now, but they weren't <laughs> breathing down his neck to like make all these critical decisions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure if he walked up to Coach DeRozan, he's like, Look, he's really, really struggling the first couple of drives. I want to go with somebody different. He would have said, Yes, he's yep. and, and so, I, not
1: born. And again, I think they should have. I think they should have. You got to when the quarterback is passing up open receivers and doing the things that brand up, you need to put in drew Carter, even though I am 90% sure that drew Carter would have looked even worse because that's just based on what we have been okay. hearing. You still just have to do it just to be sure, because obviously what's happening isn't working and, and you know, you're not going to win with Brendan Lewis.
0: Well, give me a break right now. I see, I see young quarterbacks in college football constantly walk in and fucking ball. Mm-hmm. So why are, are you telling me that the two scholarship quarterbacks in Boulder can't fucking play? How did they get recruited to play here? I don't know. And here's here's what
1: I would say. I, when, when you I, see I'm super confused about when you see a 19 year old who's starting, though, it's usually because there's at least one veteran on the roster who he had to beat out even if he isn't very good, he's at least been in the program a few years. He at least has made those little passes, and Brendan is not in that situation. And JT absolutely would be starting right now if he wasn't starting out of camp. Like, after that Northern Colorado game, JT would have gone in. And does that mean that Colorado's offense would be able to, to move and do those sorts of... Maybe. Who knows? It's possible. It's possible. It also could just look this bad, but not having, like, the just like this baseline backup quarterback level and being stuck with whatever you get, it, it is a little bit different than one of those guys who shows up and, and at least has to beat out somebody who's been in the program. Somebody's played a little bit of camp. It
0: goes back to the Neuer thing. Yeah. How do we, how did we mess that up so bad?
1: I don't know. I mean, Neuer wanted to leave, and and now look what happened. He completes ten of twenty something passes in week one and gets benched and hasn't seen the field since.
0: So, But, again, did, did, did Neuer press the narrative of wanting to leave or did CU tell him Lewis is going to be our guy?
1: So I haven't actually heard what happened, but I do know that if there's – I mean, it's one of two things. E-e-e- either somebody told Neuer he wasn't going to be the guy or Neuer kind of read the writing on the wall that that one of these two was going to be the direction with Brendan Lewis being the ideal option. And, and one of those two things happened. Neuer bolted to go home. And I mean, if you're Sam Neuer right now, you've got to be saying, wow, I made the wrong decision, regardless of whether the coaches were saying, hey, we just don't, we aren't interested in you. Like you still got to stick around in hindsight. I guess you don't know that Trout's going to be down, but it's it's a tough situation. You brought up Matt Lynch. I think you absolutely put Matt Lynch at quarterback right now, because you gotta you gotta at least see if he can compete, right?
0: I mean, my thing is, what's Lynch right now? About two forty. Yeah. <sighs> he's be one big motherfucking quarterback dog. Like he's going to be out there. I don't know if he can still throw it with the same motion. Um, I don't know if you just line up in wildcat and just run down people's you know face mm-hmm. with Lynch. I. I would absolutely entertain that though. I don't see how you can't. I don't see how you can't entertain that. Um, who else like are there any defensive players that played quarterback in high school that they no. move like I, I don't is This is the most dire quarterback situation that seems ever been in ever.
1: I I think it is. I think it is.
0: How did this happen so fast? I'm like super dumbfounded by how this how we went from like this this like i'm not even saying at an angle we're just dropping
1: yeah and 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 the defense has realized you know we 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 can talk about how bad the offensive line was all we want but there were plays where outside cornerbacks at the snap were just charging in at the ball and i don't think they were like corner blitzes i think they just knew a run play was coming and they were making plays in the backfield
0: yep and look the as an offensive as an ex-defensive lineman when mm-hmm. you know what's coming, it's pretty easy to make some plays. And as the an next offensive lineman, if they know you're running the ball every play and you can't hold up in protection because the quarterback's holding the ball for seven seconds, there's really nothing we can do. Like, we, we could have as many fucking plans as we want, but who cares? I mean, it doesn't matter. There's You can't block people that long. Yep. It's I've just, got it's two not, questions. It's not possible.
1: Two questions. First, uh, so like I said, Carl Durrell, I'm hearing from him in less than two hours now. I expect him absolutely to make some sort of change. What do you think that change is going to be? What should that change be?
0: I think they should, I think Carl should take over play calling. Yeah. And they need to find five guys on the offensive line and just go. Mm -hmm. And that those five, in my opinion, need to be, and this is biased by, in my opinion, but I, this is just what I would do. I would, uh, if you're not going to put Matt Lynch at quarterback, I want to see 12, 13 personnel, Mm -hmm. multiple tight ends and fullbacks on the field. And I want to see them hammer the goddamn ball in between the tackles vertically, no more of the side to side bullshit. And then everything comes off of that. So, but again, in order for any of these changes to happen, somebody else has to play call plays and somebody else needs to institute the scheme it's going to take in order to be successful. And, you know, if that means that Coach Rod has, you got to evaluate the offensive line coach and how they're doing things. Everything offensively right now is on the table for evaluation and change. Every position, every player, and every coach. There's nobody's job is safe right now. Nobody should think their job is safe right now. And if I was the head coach and I would say this to everybody and the first person that got offended by it or like needed to talk about their ego and feelings, I would fire that human being on the spot in front of everyone else. So I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I, I don't, I'm not advocating that people lose their jobs and shit. That's not what I'm saying, but this is again, in a results based business and our results are dog shit right now and with that personnel if we didn't if we had guys who couldn't play Henry I wouldn't be so hardcore about this right now but we got some fucking dudes up there that could really play ball on the offensive side and it's either it's either a lack of try or a lack of care and I don't believe that they're not they don't care and I I believe that they were trying so are we stupid because that might be the worst of three
1: I, that would absolutely be the worst. And I think I, you're I, would, totally I, would right.
0: assume, I would assume that Durrell will take over play calling. That would be the number one thing in my opinion.
1: Me too. I think that that's the most likely, I think the other things I'm kind of on the lookout for are, I mean, there, there is a chance that they just say, we're going with drew Carter. I think what's more likely is they say, we're going to start seeing drew Carter. We're going to like once every three possessions, something like that. If things aren't going well, put him in, see if there's a spark. And if there is, let him ride. But again, I think that they know that their best chance of winning is with Brendan Lewis, just based on what I've heard from the practices and the fact that they've said over and over again, Drew Carter is not ready. Um, So I don't think that they announce a quarterback change. I don't think they announce a quarterback change. I wouldn't be surprised if they do say Matt Lynch is going to start working at quarterback just because... We, we got to see what, what we got there and we have Alec Pell and we have Brady Russell and we have some of those guys. I would have Matt- to,
0: I would, that would be the first thing I asked coach the today. Yep. And if he's hey. like, well, Matt Lynch is, there's a tight end. My next question would be, so who's the quarterback.
1: <laughs> Fair. Um, and then my, my other question for you, and you kind of answered this was going to be like you, if, if you were taking over as play caller for this Arizona state game, what changes do you make? And you kind of touched on some things um but i mean what what's the game plan here
0: vertical run game
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh aces which is a double team of the nose tackle deuces which is a double team of the three technique uh you know 12 personnel 13 personnel which is one back multiple tight ends on the field either two or three i would go tight end heavy whereas you can motion the tight end back to fullback and really assault people vertically I don't really care if we get four yards of pop. In fact, I think that would be fantastic Mm -hmm. uh, to control the time of possession and limit the amount of throwing we need to do and whatnot. Um, I would find creative ways to get the ball in Rice's hands and guys Mm -hmm. like that on reverses and screens. You know, if they're off coverage, stand up and throw the damn ball to them. I don't know how many times I saw, you know, DBs at 8 to 10 yards and we, we can't just, like, stand up and throw the damn ball to them. I would put the quarterback under center <laughs> immediately and start running. Like, if we're going to try and do all this cute, you know, motion based shit, then, you know, it's not working. So I, I think that it, it might be time to revert back to just some old school Smash Mouth football and run power and counter and trap and like really maximize your personnel because you have the tight ends that can both, you can put Russell. Lynch and Pell on the field together and they all three excel at something different. So it'll, it opens up the, it opens up the playbook a little bit in my opinion. If anything, they should watch a little bit of Iowa state tape to see how to maximize all those tight ends together. Cause they're pretty good at it. Um, that would be the offensive game plan for me. And then the defensive game plan for me would be last week's over. This is an opportunity on national TV to fucking shut everybody up and we got some ballers in this room and the offense needs us dog like yep we are not full intense and the season is not over this is a must win in my opinion and i think you're going to see a really inspired uh buffalo team go down there and play their absolute balls off you have to
1: hope so cuz i i i think it kind of goes one of two ways either they they really are inspired and go down there or it goes the other way and they start feeling sorry for themselves and they're embarrassed and all that kind of stuff. And things spiral. Are people
0: getting fired if they say they go lose 35 to three? People I, fired I, I
1: mean, you'd have to think so, right? Just because you need the shakeup. Like, I, I don't think Carl is in danger yet. Um, no, I they're do, not
0: firing the head, man.
1: I totally, but I do think that obviously Darren Cheverini is, is the one you look at. I think, Mitch Rodriguez, the offensive line's another one. Um, you know, I, I guess Carl Durrell has been up there in mean, front row watching Danny Langsdorf work with these quarterbacks. And so it's kind of up to him whether he thinks that, you know, these, these quarterbacks just don't have it or Danny hasn't done a good enough job coaching them up. Um, but but Danny's kind of the third name on the list for me.
0: Man, I can't believe we're having this conversation three weeks into the season. Especially compared
1: all- to where we were last week. After the AM? That, game. That's the
0: thing is Co- Coach Sorrell comes out and says things like, I think we have proved to everybody in the country that we're a lot better than we thought we were. Does that did that translate to the players and the coaches like we won? I don't know. I, I mean, oh, I don't know. Hell,
1: have you I ever
0: pull a full 180 like this, Henry? Never.
1: I ever? mean, I've never seen an offensive performance. Where you wind up with negative nineteen rushing yards in a passing game that looks oh, like that? Oh my god!
0: Stick to my stomach. That's terrible. Holy yep. shit!
1: That's and bad. Yeah, if, if we want to end on a positive note, because I mean, there's no reason to do it, but why not? I mean, oh, first half against Texas A&M, they moved the ball and they they looked they,
0: pretty good at times. Yeah. Yep. They they, they got twenty points.
1: They put exactly. They had the touchdown. They got down to the five and couldn't convert the third and one or the fourth and one could have been a touchdown drive right there. They missed the the 46 yard field. goal that could have been a few more points and there's a better offensive performance. Since then, those last six quarters look really bad. What's happened in those six quarters. Jarek Broussard gets five carries. And that's not to say that Jarek Broussard just fixes all of this, but I mean, it can't hurt to have Jarek Broussard do more. Exactly. If that's 50 instead of five, then, then what does this look like? Still probably not good, but I don't think we're having this conversation.
0: No, it was probably a competitive game on Saturday that they you know just let like get away from them. Yeah. Or they or they win. So I they've got to feed the running back room more. There just needs to be this needs to be like the most egoless week of coaching and playing in history. Like everybody Seriously. just needs to, to sack up. And if it's better for the team than it is for you, that's what needs to happen. And hopefully, I mean, that's the way it should be happening anyway. Mm -hmm. But, like, when you have coaches' wives on social media coming out talking about, like, this is about developing talent and kids and, like, it's not just all about wins and losses, that's some shit that they say in Fort Collins. Yep. Like, I heard it a week before when they got absolutely hammered by by South Dakota State. Now it's happening with – our coaching staff, like it, just, it, this is not personal. This no. is huge, big business. And as an ex player and a guy who loves that place, this is unacceptable. And I, I'm embarrassed for the offense, the defense. I'm, I'm disappointed that they didn't play better under the, under the strain of the other side of the ball shitting on themselves but I am embarrassed about the offensive performance. Like it is, it. You, sometimes you're going to give up some points defensively, but I I, I would be hard for us to believe that that game would have been thirty to nothing, and we'd be talking the way we are if the offense could have held the ball for ten more minutes and like scored twenty points. I totally agree. I think that's why we win. haven't think... been
1: talking about the defense more because yeah, they gave up thirty points at the same time. Two of two of the touchdown drives were on short fields one on Demetri Stanley's muffed punt, one yep. on the whatever left. else. I mean, for it felt like half of the game, the game was out of hand. And so it's not really an inspiring circumstance for defense to play. And now, obviously, you still got to be fired up. You're still out there. It's still important. You got to play like if your life is on the line. But if there was ever a time where the defense was not going to be motivated, it was in that game. And yeah, there were missed tackles in the first half. <laughs> But again, bad games happen, and that defensive performance, I think, was was one where you say that defense looked like a middle of the Pac-12 defense. You know, just yeah, a pretty it, it, standard defense.
0: They looked like they did last year at times, or yeah. the year before, excuse me. And I, I, but last year, you know, like in the UCLA game, it's a shootout, but we're scoring forty-five points. Mm-hmm. So like, what are we? That's what is it? Just one guy? I, I the the offense is pretty much back intact with the ex- exception of Will Sherman and no offense to offensive linemen everywhere, myself included. But losing one offensive lineman doesn't throw you off the damn cliff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so yeah. th- this is a philosophical problem inside the building that they have got to fix. And look, the first the first part of realizing there's a problem is admitting there's goddamn problem. So <laughs> I'm really really interested to hear from you, honestly. Yeah um on on how the press conference goes and like if the meet if like do you, brian howell's up there obviously and you're mm-hmm. up there and adam Musta tiger's up there and guy, like does ryan go up to the press conferences
1: no okay so
0: like but i know damn well you three know what you're talking about and you've seen a lot of football and like you care so uh, please just ask hard questions and don't let them yep, fucking dodge dodge all these questions and th- there's got to be a Look, in the past, there's a very strong, like, push by people to not criticize them too hard. But in my opinion, if you don't, if you can't say things that are facts when the whole world knows they're happening because you're worried about someone's feelings In this kind of business, we're not talking about some family shit. We're talking about football. So, like, this needs to be ruthlessly honest and, like, if they can't do it with questions the media are asking or, like, fans and media need to, like, curb their criticism and their feelings towards this because somebody's feelings might get hurt in the meeting room, that's the number one indicator that that human being probably shouldn't be in the position they're in.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know I've got a list. I'm sure Brian Howell's got a list. I know list. Tiger has a list. I think <laughs> even the TV guys who show up once a week have some lists right now. Yeah, they got some the lists. Who knows? There might be a big group of media up there today because I think there's a lot of people around town who have some questions. And, you know, to Carl Durrell's credit, he did come out after the game and say, This is a problem. We got our asses beat. There are no changes. And my job right now is to reevaluate everything. And we basically need to start all over on offense. And today's kind of the day the bill comes due where he outlines a plan.
0: Would we know already if Shiv was lost his OC? Honestly, I would
1: think that they would get that out before the the press press conference. But again, we're an hour and a half away. And so that might be an email that comes out 15 minutes before and not an hour and a half before just. But, but, but we'll see we'll see or maybe they, they want to give carl the chance to step up there and say it himself big day, big day regardless big day Regardless, I, I,
0: i'm not again i'm not advocating for coach Shib to lose his job or anything or be demoted but
1: we know how football works you have this a job just, and the the obviously the goes. job is not being done yeah. and so the, the question is out there and that has to be something that carl asked himself and we'll figure out what Carl came up with because he needs to have some sort of plan to fix this and whether that plan is let Shiv see what he can do because Shiv says that these are the three things that we can do to fix this problem and Carl's bought in or Carl says, you know what, this isn't going to work and so I'm, I'm taking over play calling or what would be? you do? Shiv, you're just gone and, and we're sorry what about that and we like you, but look at what's happened. We have this defense. We need to make a change. Anything's on the table. Anything is on the table.
0: What would you do right now? To what me,
1: you, you know, and, and here's the interesting thing that I think is that if I'm Carl personally and selfishly, and I don't think he's thinking that way, I don't know that I look at the play calling job as one where I expect to be successful. And a coach like Mel Tucker, who's out there for, you know, he, he has a little bit more ego. He might look at that and say like, eh, I might pass that responsibility on to somebody else, figuring out how to win with this quarterback. That's um, a good point. I know. And so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But to me, if I'm Carl Durrell, I think you got to say, I'm taking over play calling. Um, depending on how that meeting goes with Shiv, you know, I'm asking him, how do we change? How do we turn this into an offense that, I mean, we can score, obviously going spread with these receivers doesn't work for a bunch of reasons, including, uh, Brendan won't throw the ball to the sideline unless he himself is also on the sideline. And so you get a receiver open over there. It doesn't even matter. So bring uh, the receivers God. in tight. If you want receivers throw tight ends out there. But I, I think, I think I'm probably keeping Chev this week. I'm taking over play calling. I'm, I'm kind of making him, uh, almost a figurehead type of guy. Um, but I mean, if morale is bad enough around that, that building, you might just need to, to make a move that shows that you're serious, you know, and sometimes you got to prove that you're a tough guy. And Carl Durrell, obviously he's been around this business for a long time and it's early in his tenure. And it wouldn't be the first time we've seen a coach just say, Hey, we got to, we got to prove the point here that we're not okay with this. Similar to Levante Chenault getting his suspension. Just saying, you break the rules, this is what happens. You don't produce as a coach, this is what happens. And honestly, I think he probably should have done that by just benching Brendan Lewis and putting Drew Carter in, at least for a series at the end of that first quarter, just to see what happens.
0: So if if nothing happens and they just move Mm -hmm. forward, I think you run the risk of losing the locker room a little bit. Because guys, especially the defense, yeah, guys will say like, well, there's no consequence to doing your job poorly. So, you know, I'm just, I guess I'm going to do the same thing because it's, it's, that's how it's set. So again, uh, I feel for Shiv and, you know, there's nothing I wanted more than for this experiment to work out, but unless that was just the one-off, just worst, college football game I've ever seen. This is a problem. So the only way to fix problems is usually changing. So I guess we shall see.
1: We shall see big day. I've got, a. have got, let in me know the car how and head up there. Uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Um, thanks
0: for doing this. I hope yeah, that,
1: did, do you feel like you got some of it out? You feel like you've moved on? You'd feel no. a little better.
0: No, no. this one's going to hurt for a while. I'm not going to lie. So Hurt, you know, hurt. the only thing that can fix this is a W and that's the same for the players. So I, I hope that they can go down to Tempe and like really play well and get a W. So we'll see.
1: Yep. I'm headed out there on Wednesday. We'll, uh, we'll,
0: we'll see. We'll see. We'll fucking see. There's no doubt about that, but Hey, go bust brother. I always love them. I yep. got their back. I just, we got to do better than this. And
1: we know that they're capable.
0: We oh, know that man. they're capable. They've got so much talent on that team. That's really what's. I'm what's killing me the most?
1: All right, we'll uh, we'll see you next week.